Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. It's time to get started. Come on, put your hands together, stand to your feet. Simple song says, God is great and greatly to be praised. Come on. Is God great? Is God great in your life? Yes. Come on, we're going to sing this song together. Simple song says, the greatness.
God is great. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come this morning, Lord, just as I thank you. For, Lord, you truly are great. For, Lord, you kept us all night, Lord, and kept your angels around us, Lord, as we slept. And touch us this morning, Lord, with a finger of love that we may see a brand new day. And, Lord, we just want to say thank you. Lord, we just praise you for just being the service today, Lord. Lord, we just ask that you would just let your Holy Spirit have his way. And, Lord, we just pray, Lord, as the God sent man come and bring the word, Lord, that it would touch someone this morning, Lord. Someone that don't know you, that they may come running, Lord, asking how may they be saved. Lord, we pray for those that are sick this morning, Lord, those that are in hospitals and those that are in nursing homes, those that are in their own homes, Lord, in their sick bed, and those that have pain in their body, Lord. We know, Lord, that you're able to heal their bodies, Lord, for you're a doctor, Lord, that's never lost a patient. Lord, we just pray, Lord, this morning, Lord, for those that are bereaved, those who have lost those loved ones, Lord, through illness and those through just senseless killings. We just pray for that family, Lord. Let them know, Lord, that you're God and you're God all by yourself. For the songwriter said, Father, I stretch my hand to thee, for no other help I know. If thou withdraw thyself from me, Lord, whither shall I go? Lord, we need you this morning, and we just can't get along without you. Lord, we just pray, Lord, that as this service continues, Lord, that you will be here in our midst. Lord, we pray, Lord, for these blessings, all the blessings in your son Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Simple song says, I love you forever. You are my king. Simple song. Say, I love you. I love you. Yes, forever. <laughs> With all my heart.
enter into corporate prayer this morning. This is a time when we all pray together. This morning, I'd like for us to think on world peace. Let us pray. Oh God Almighty, we, your servant, humbly come before you. Lord, we know that you are still in charge. We adore you. We praise your holy name. We thank you, Lord, for your presence this morning. Oh, we didn't have to come here because you woke us up. And you gave us our right mind. And you brought us here. We're not so selfish to think that you just did it for us, but you did it for people all over the world this morning. And we just want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to worship together, to be on one accord. And no matter where we've been through this week, Lord, we thank you for the valley experiences. We thank you for the mountaintop experiences. And right now, Lord Jesus, we ask that you bring us together in mind and spirit and body. And let us pray for our world. There's so much going on. There's strife and confusion. And people are hating on every part of the earth right now. But you said that if my people who are called by your name would humble themselves and seek your face, that you, that you, Lord, and we believe your word. We're standing on your word right now, Lord Jesus, knowing that you are an intercessor, that you will allow your will to be done. And we're going to claim it in the name of Jesus. Lord, as the pastor come forth this morning with the word, we're asking you to let us hide it in our hearts. We're also, Lord, asking you to let us not be so selfish that we keep it to ourselves, but we go and tell someone that the wages of sin is death, but there is a God, and he does give eternal life, and we believe it, Lord. We ask you to go with us through this service. Bless. Build up, empower, so that we can leave here to serve. It is in the precious name of Jesus. And all the saints that are praying together will say, Amen, Amen, Amen. It is a blessing that we can just all together just say to the Lord, I love you. And if you don't, then you're in the right place to learn what it really means to honor and love our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 
This time now, we're going to ask you to participate in our further devotional service. Won't you please stand now for the responsive reading? I think those are some wonderful words. Can we all read together? The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my... Isn't that wonderful? Let's say that again. Say, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and... Amen. We're going to ask you to join us in our song service this morning. And it's one that you know, even though you'll see the words. And it says, Jesus is on the main line. Let's sing together. you want and he will always let you know and we thank God for all of his many blessings we're going to share with you just a few announcements this morning we ask that you pray for sister Carola Williams and her family her oldest brother was laid to rest I believe on yesterday in Faraday Louisiana so we ask you to pray for that family also we ask you to pray for 
I own Mrs. Carter. Most of you probably know that her brother was laid to rest on yesterday, and I know that she would appreciate the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful prayers of the church. And just a reminder here that I believe this Wednesday, our own pastor will be preaching at the convention, and I know he would love to see some familiar faces, so just begin to pray for that situation, and also, if you possibly can, I, again, I know he would be happy that you, if we would just show up and offer support, amen, and, and I know that we would have one of our choirs to go, and Brother Pat and the group will be there to back that up, so we ask that you just prepare to go and serve and support our pastor. This time now, we're going to pause and get a few announcements from the media. Media, you're on. Good morning, Kay Chapel. There's still time for you to show your support to Miss Adrena Crosby as she vies for the title of Miss YPD during the pageant that will be held on July the 18th. Good luck, Adrena. We love you, and we know you will represent Kay Chapel well. Please be sure to note these new combined choir rehearsal times. The choir rehearsal on Thursday, July the 19th at 6.30 p.m. and Saturday, July the 21st at 9.30 a.m. There will be no choir rehearsal today on Sunday, July the 15th. Again, no rehearsal today. All members who are interested in singing in the pastor's anniversary celebration should join us for the rehearsals that will be held on Thursday, July the 19th at 6.30 p.m. and Saturday, July the 21st at 9.30 a.m. Attention ladies, New Vision Taekwondo is offering free self-defense classes. If you'd like more information about these classes, please contact Brother Darrell Sanders at 601-613-2272 or Brother John Johnson at 769-232-5826. Calling all K Chapel Rising High School juniors and seniors and the 2018 high school graduates. Your back to school preparation excursion will be held on Saturday September the 1st in the Big Easy. That's right, folks, we're headed to New Orleans. The fun bus will depart Cade at 6 a.m. and return 12 hours later. Interested youth are asked to contact Sister Sharon Turner Davis for a registration form. The firm deadline to register for this excursion is Sunday, August the 5th. The Back to School Bash will be held on August the 4th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. in the Willie Wright Senior Family Life Center. School supplies from backpacks to paper and crayons will be given away in the midst of fun games and food. Supplies or monetary contributions will be accepted on or before July the 27th. Bins for collection will be at the main and side entrances of the sanctuary. Please see Sister Tabitha Britton, Faith Martin, or Jennifer Gray in the Fellowship Hall if you'd like more information. The General Missionary Baptist State Convention begins on Monday, July the 16th. Join us on July the 18th during the 11 o'clock hour where Pastor Buckley will give his annual address and announce his candidacy for the 2020 campaign. We're asking all K-Chapel members to show up and show your support. And we need you to keep that support flowing right on through Thursday, July the 19th at 1 p.m., where Sister Coleman will give her annual address at the Marriott as well. We look forward to seeing all of you this week at the convention. We had a blast under the big top as we kicked off our pastor's anniversary celebration and honored our first family. We'll continue with our celebration on Sunday, July the 22nd, and invite you to join us during the 11 o'clock worship service. Don't forget about your little green envelopes, and we'll see you next Sunday.
And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of e That was each week. <laughs> this time now. This time we're going to pause. We do have visitors this morning. We are happy to happy to see them so very much. We're always happy to see our visitors, and we want them to know if they're just visiting us the first time, please come again. But at this time, we're just going to pause just for a moment. We do have one that's ready for the right hand of fellowship. So we're going to ask if you would please come on down. If you know that you're ready for the right hand of fellowship, and I got that note, we're going to ask again that you please come on down. No? Okay. At this time, we're going to ask all of our visitors, if you would please stand. Let us thank you for coming to invite you back. All visitors, please stand up. Stand up, visitors. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. On behalf of, please remain standing. On behalf of our senior pastor, Reverend Reverend Buck, our pastor, Mr. Reverend Hart, but all of the K Chapel members are just so happy that you chose to worship us today. We know that you could have gone any place, but you made our hearts glad by your presence. If you just visit, please come anytime. Just get your life. But if by chance you're looking for a church home before you leave today, we're gonna to try to convince you. you just found home. And while you're standing, we're gonna give you something. You're gonna get here at K Chapel Mr. Baptist Church. Go Lamont. <laughs>
we know all know it's the time of the year where we have individuals who are want to be a part of our situation as it relates to the the, the elections that will be taking place from time so we have a gentleman this morning that want to come and we're gonna give him all of three minutes come on up sir Good morning, K Chapel. How are you? Let's start, let's start that clock. My name is Reginald Harrion, and I am a resident of Hines County, uh, Jacks, Mississippi, and I am a candidate for Hines County Chancery Court Judge here in Hines County in subdistrict number two. That is primarily North Jackson. K Chapel sits within uh, the judicial subdistrict number two. I am a, a, a full resident of this, of this city, okay? I am confident, I'm capable, and I'm ready to serve. Um, before anyone asks, I am 46 years old, okay? I get that question often, so uh, I had it just yesterday. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, you did. So um, I, I went to Green Elementary, I went to Boyd Elementary, I went to Chastain Junior High, I went to Callaway High School. I graduated from the Mississippi School for Math and Science in their first class that they had in 1990. I went to law, so I went to, I'm sorry, I went to Tougaloo College, and I, then I was there after I went to uh, Mississippi College School of Law. I stayed here in Jackson, Mississippi. This is where I grew up. This is where I, I call home. Uh, my family is here, my, my lovely wife, Kashila, my two children, Paul and Anna Catherine, and my mother is here as well, Betty. And we're asking for your love and your support as we pursue this, this, this cause. Um, I am a, a, a proud member of Anderson United Methodist Church, and uh, we, we function in the church as to serve the community. Uh, my, my wife and I, we do all kinds of things in the church there to uh, try to galvanize the youth, primarily the youth in this city, to make them move forward. With regard to my qualifications, though, I will say this. I am fully trained up to be ready to serve on day one. I have served here in Hines County as a uh, family master, uh, primarily in 2010 during the uh, uh, stimulus project where roughly over, a little over 6,000 new cases were filed here in Hines County alone for delinquent uh, child support and paternity matters and also some contempt matters as well. I have also served here in Hines County as a special master for civil commitment matters for the uh, uh, mental uh, treatment hearings. Uh, I did that for years. I have trained myself up right now. I serve as the, what's called the Chancery Court Attorney for Richard Schwartz and Associates uh, here in Jackson, Mississippi. I travel the state handling nothing but chancery court matters involving guardianships, conservatorships, uh, minor settlements, as well as, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, estate work. This is what I do, this is what I know, I'm ready to serve. I ask for your love and your support and for your prayers as we push forward and try to um, uh, establish a new way of thinking here in the highest County Judiciary. Thank you all for your time. I hope I didn't exceed three minutes. You would have known. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. You had 20 seconds left. <laughs> At this time, now we're going to pause for time and our service where we all can participate. We're going to ask the ushers prepare. Just prior to that, I know we have a spoken word from the pulpit, but we're going to ask you to prepare to give now as you have been so blessed. And just remember one thing you can't be God given. Amen.
give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over. Shall men give unto your bosom? For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. The word of God for the people of God. Choir ushers.
us pray, our gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you for this offering, Master, knowing that it came from your hands only. Father, bless, bless the man who's going to break the bread this morning, Father. We give thanks in your Son, Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, we don't want to not recognize a new member, so where, where's the new member that's ready for the right hand of fellowship? Where is he? I saw him just a minute ago. Come on down. Quickly. Come on down. Amen. God bless you. Come on, let's welcome our come newest on. member. Amen. A great big welcome, y'all. Amen. Come on, come on, come on. This is the final selection for the morning. After which, we should be ready for the message for the morning for my pastor. Choir. I don't know if you saw, they were leaning on the everlasting arms up here. Yes.
Thank you.
No, I'm not preaching this morning. On last Sunday, I, I said to the pastor that most of us believe what J.B. Harrington used to say. It's a poor frog that won't croak in its own pond. You agree with that? Our pastor, after much prayer when he first told us, has decided to run for state president of the General Missionary State Convention. Now we know he's qualified. That was kind of weak. We know he's qualified. But there are a lot of people all over this state that don't know him. And this Wednesday, when he does his announcement, there are some t-shirts in the bag. And I think they range from $9 to $12. If you're not working or if you can get out for work, it would be a great show for Kay Chapel to be there. Now, if you're not comfortable wearing a t-shirt, I understand that there are some white buttons that you can have on next Wednesday, on this coming Wednesday, this coming Wednesday at 11 o'clock. But the reason I stood was because of what we have to do for a long time. This is a two-year campaign. Two years. Two years, y'all. And he is going to need as much support as we can give him. And, and because some of you may not understand the structure of the State Baptist Convention, this is the governing body of all of the churches across the state. He can do wonders. He can do for the state what he's been doing for us. Our Baptist Seminary, Natchez College, our properties in Brookhaven. He has a vision. He has a plan. And I know that if he is elected, when he is elected, when he is elected as our state president, we will see the changes that we need from this perspective. I am serving as your spiritual advisor as it relates to community responsibilities. And this is one of the greatest responsibilities that we could ever give to our state, is to offer our pastor. Now, I want you to welcome him to the pulpit just like you would the President of the United States, our own pastor. Reginald Buckley, candidate for president of the General Missionary Baptist Convention, Pastor Buckley. Hallelujah. My God, for his goodness and for his mercy. Is anybody in this house thankful this morning? Anybody know the Lord is good? Anybody thankful that the Lord is merciful? Can you just give him a great big hallelujah? I, I mean, I thank you for what you did for me, but 
Can we just give God a great big hallelujah? For your goodness, for your mercy toward us. One more time. For your goodness. Yeah. And your mercy toward us. We offer. Come on and give him praise, y'all. Come on and give him praise. Come on and give him praise. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He's worthy today. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, he's worthy to be praised. We glorify him for who he is, for the awesome things that he does. What an awesome God we serve. Amen. you let the church say amen let's say amen again amen god bless you thank you reverend harrington for amen for introducing me <laughs> amen god bless you god bless you and we're we're running and we're claiming what the lord has for us amen and i thank god for your prayers i thank god for your support I also want to just say a word of thanks and gratitude to uh, all who played a wonderful role in this wonderful display of family fellowship and fun that we had on this past Friday night. Uh, you all converted the gymnasium into a big top circus. Amen. And I, it was being transmitted on Facebook Live and everybody was saying, it looks like a circus in there. I, amen. And so thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We had a great time. See all of the kids out enjoying themselves, all of the families out having a great time. It was just a marvelous, marvelous occasion. And so we thank you for the, the pre-anniversary uh, celebration that we had. Amen. Amen. Let me also thank the Voices of Love for sharing with us on this past week uh, at the Greater New Jerusalem uh, Church. We thank God for your presence. They just did an awesome outstanding job as they always do amen 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 i don't know if that has, has that has that has that competition already been had where they going over to anderson they're going over to his church amen y'all go win that money go win that money amen god bless you god bless you amen we 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 certainly thank god for your presence reginald reginald is my classmate from tougaloo good to have you with us on this morning amen Amen. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to join me in the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 8, beginning with the 22nd verse, Jeremiah chapter 8, beginning and ending with verse number 22. There you will find these words recorded. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then has the health of the daughter of my people not been restored that's enough right there you may be seated in the presence of the lord is there no balm in gilead is there no physician there why then has the health of the daughter of my people not been restored i want to talk from the subject this morning how to handle church hurt how to handle church hurt 
you've been on social media over the last week, the hashtag church hurt has been trending strong, in large part due to the recent tirade by gospel singer Leandria Johnson. In a series of Facebook Live videos, Johnson uses some choice language to describe the issues that she has with the church, church leaders, and church people. The expletive-laden videos got the attention of Essence Music Festival, uh, which determined to cancel Johnson's appearance just a day before her scheduled Sunday performance. Leandria later posted videos apologizing for what she said, but the damage had been done, and the conversation began about how to interpret her actions. Many were shocked, shocked and disappointed that a gospel singer, Sunday's best winner, with such a gift for the body could be so bitter toward the church itself to, to the extent of labeling it and the Christian faith in such derogatory terms. Others condemned her as being ungodly, unholy, undisciplined, and altogether out of order for using such language against the body of Christ and against preachers. Still others came to her defense sympathizing with her, praying for her, and standing with her because of their ability to identify with her being hurt by the church. To be clear, church hurt is not a new term, nor is it a new reality. As a pastor, I've had to counsel many who have been hurt by the church I've had to sit and talk to individuals who decided because of what somebody said, because of how somebody acted, that they would never come into a church again. But the Johnson event over the last week has brought a new level of attention and opened up the conversation about how people end up being hurt in and by and through the church. I will concede that there are certainly instances when church leaders, church members, or church policies have done harm to people. Some people have been overlooked by church goers, mistreated by church leaders, disappointed by church members, or victimized by church practices or policies, publicly shaming individuals who have fallen or spreading information and needlessly exposing people's struggles or misusing authority are all unfortunate realities that have played out in the context of church life and have left people wounded in the wake of bad behavior. Such behaviors cause stumbling blocks in the development of many people's faith lives as they attempt to try and reconcile the dichotomy between Christian love as described in the Bible and their experiences within the Christian church itself. My goal this morning, however, is not to defend or discredit Leandria Johnson. I believe that such instances, in, in such instances as this, the body of Christ is to be a healing balm, a healing balm for those who hurt. 
all, all too often we end up shooting our wounded rather than restoring them. Paul writes in Galatians 6 verse 1, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. The biblical protocol for handling those who have been overtaken by their issues or overtaken by their emotions or overtaken by their hurt or overtaken by that which causes disruption in their behavior is to seek restoration and to do so with humility not arrogance in other words don't look your nose down at folk who've fallen don't act like you've never had a bad day don't act like you've never not had your best foot forward or your base best face stone says do so with humility not pridefulness humility not egotistic self-importance in a spirit of meekness considering thyself in other words, in other words, in other words, how would you want others to respond to you if you were not at your best? How would you want others to handle you if you were not in your best space and if you did not have on your best face? How would you want the church to deal with you? Consider yourself. Consider how you have fallen, perhaps not publicly, but privately. Consider how you have struggled with your own sin. Consider how you have been forgiven. Consider how someone came to your aid. Consider how somebody gave you another chance. And don't be so quick to dispose of people who are hurt. That's why Paul says, you who are spiritual. Seeming to suggest that everybody in the church ain't spiritual. But ye who are spiritual. Ye who don't just talk about it, but ye who are spiritual, he says, he says, you restore such a one in a spirit of meekness, considering yourselves, lest you also be tempted. That, my brothers and my sisters, is the church's responsibility. Restoration. That is the church's obligation. Restoration. That is the work of the church to make the way for people who are wounded, broken, and hurt to be restored in their faith, to have their hopes of the church restored, and to be restored in the fellowship with the body of Christ. That is the church's work. But a lot of church hurt could be avoided. If we simply followed the precepts and principles of God's word. A lot of church fallouts could be avoided. If we followed God's precepts and principles. A lot of church fights and church splits could be avoided. Y'all ain't going to talk to me in here. If we followed God's precepts and his principles. And just for a few minutes this morning. I want to walk you through a few ideas about handling church hurt so that people and the body of Christ don't end up wounded in the very place that is to be a hospital for the hurting. So at the outset of this, let me let, me let you in on some thoughts so you'll understand how I'm approaching this. Allow me to make the distinction that I want to be very clear about. Because I do not want you confused with bad behavior versus criminal behavior. Let me say that again. 
Don't confuse the two. I'm not talking about criminal behavior. And do not liken them. Bad behavior can be reconciled. Criminal behavior needs to be prosecuted. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. You don't wanna hear a preacher give you real talk. I know. Bad behavior can be rectified. Criminal behavior needs to have some arrests. You didn't expect to hear that this morning. I know. If someone is sowing seeds of discord, that's bad behavior. If someone is sexually abusing an individual, that's criminal behavior. Unfortunately, it is the reality that there are some abusers of authority and power who occupy church pulpits and church offices all over this world. And in these instances where crimes have been committed, where people have been physically, emotionally, or sexually abused, where they have been psychologically manipulated or harassed, where vulnerable people have been preyed upon, I'm not talking about preyed, I'm talking about preyed. or where trust has been violated, I believe that it is a responsibility of the church to protect the victim and prosecute the, acute, the abuser. Look at me all you want, funny. I'm going to stand on that. No need of churches protecting wolves and then exposing sheep. Something wrong with that kind of church that'll wrap their arms around a wolf and make sheep out to be the bad ones. The pain, the wounds, the scars that result from such misuse and abuse is a kind of hurt that is deep and damaging to the soul itself. Now that's not the kind of church I'm talking about today. But the kinds of church hurt that I'm talking about is the hurt that results from stuff like gossip. Church hurt that happens from neglect. Church hurt that happens from mistreatment, from abandonment, from judging, from unaccepting, from misunderstanding. All of the messy, cliquish, mean-spirited, and insensitive kind of behaviors that cause people to become jaded with the church. That's the church hurt I'm talking about. Let me deal with that for a moment. That kind of church hurt. When you've been hurt like that. From that kind of behavior. Give you some things, some biblical precepts. And some questions and some ideas to go over in your head. Number one, determine if you were too easily offended. Yeah, I know you didn't want to hear that either. Determine if you were too easily offended. Hear me, in life, you cannot be so quick to be hurt. So quick to be offended, so quick to get into your feelings. The reality is, is that there are just too many snowflake Christians. 
and say it again, there are too many snowflake Christians. What's a snowflake? A snowflake Christian is a Christian can't handle nothing. Can't take no heat. The first sign of temperature going up, they go to melting. Melt down over this and melt down over that. And she looked at me funny, you melting down. And he didn't talk to me, you melting down. Too many snowflake Christians. Get a backbone. Grow up. Get some maturity and some development about you and stop letting everything offend you. Y'all don't want to hear this this morning. Too many snowflake Christians. Tell your neighbor, don't be a snowflake. Tell them again. Say they got offended with you. Tell them again. Don't be a snowflake. Snowflake Christians can't take any criticism, can't take any instruction, can't take any suggestions, can't even take a joke. Snowflake Christians melt under the pressure of hot-headed believers and they have no understanding of what it means to suffer for the sake of Christ. But somewhere I read in my church covenant that we promise to be slow to take, I wish I had some Baptists in here, slow to take offense but always ready for reconciliation yeah that that means that i cannot be so quick to be hurt you cannot be so into your feelings that you don't give anybody room to make a mistake or you don't give yourself room to extend grace or offer forgiveness as believers you've just got to get a thicker skin Quit being so hurt. Jesus said to his disciples, blessed are you when they revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. He said, rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. What Jesus, Jesus said, if they did it to them, they'll do it to you. Grow up and get over it. Grow up, snowflake. Grow up. Quit being so offended. Jesus said, the servant is not greater than the master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. Do I have a witness in here? Yes, you are not going to get through this life or through the church without somebody saying something cross to you, somebody doing something mean to you, somebody treating you in a way that you don't deserve to be treated. Why? Because the church is made up with imperfect people. And imperfect people have bad days. Imperfect people deal with their own struggles. Imperfect people who are sometimes selfish. Imperfect people who are sometimes insensitive. Imperfect people who sometimes have careless thoughts and speak careless words. Imperfect people who are sometimes inconsiderate. The church is made up of imperfect people. So don't be so easily easily offended while I'm here let me say this also don't confuse correction with offense let, 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 me, let me say it like this uh, snowflake Christians want to holler hurt when the church 
is really providing correction. Here's what a snowflake Christian does. Snowflake Christian says, uh, why, why y'all always talking about me? And, and really what the church is doing is challenging you. The church is correcting you. The church is chastising you. All three of which the church is obligated to do for everybody. And the reality is a lot of folk just want to come as they are and stay as they are. Quit talking about the church hurting you. now. the church helping you if you will be helped. Y'all ain't going to talk to me in here. Yes. Correction is the job of the church. And there is still a standard of holiness that the church must lift up before its people. Still a standard of righteousness that the church must present and not compromise because of someone's gift or someone's anointing or someone's level of giving or someone's resources. Turn me back up just a little bit. And there's no reason for you to leave the church talking about church hurt when the church was only doing what it was charged to do. Number two, number two, I'm going to go quickly now. Number two, that was the longest point of the message. Number two, here it is, here it is. Number two, let me help you. Don't globalize a localized problem. Don't globalize a local, what are you saying? I'm saying quit talking about the church hurt me when it was one church, one group of people, one pastor, one deacon, or one church member. Quit talking about the church like the whole church ain't no good. Quit globalizing. Wish y'all would talk to me in here. A localized problem. Yes, 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 yes. You hear some people get hurt by a certain church or a certain person in a church and they'll go off saying, that's why I don't deal with the church. That's why I don't fool with the church. Hmm? But wait a minute. When you were in the world and you had a bad experience with the club, you didn't stop clubbing. Now you found you a club. You didn't like the drinks at Patrick's. You went to Casanova's. You, you didn't like the drinks at Maximilian's. You went to Palm Beach. You, you found. Don't clam up on me. I'm gonna call your club in a minute. Stardust and the Strip and oh, I know where you've been. stop going because you had problems with one place and don't do the church like that quit globalizing a localized issue don't fault the whole body of Christ because of what happened with you at one church how people acted at one church that's a local congregation. Number three, don't publicly blast what should be privately discussed. Oh, I'm helping somebody today. Don't publicly blast what should be privately 
discuss. Jesus teaches about this in Matthew chapter 18 where he says in verse 15, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between you and him. Jesus said, if you got an issue with somebody, don't put them on blast. Go talk to them. Don't go to Facebook. Go to your brother. Don't go to Twitter. Go to your sister. Don't go to Instagram. Go to the individual. We're in a, we're in a, we're in a world now where it feels like we, we, we got we to let everybody in. on something that's between you and that person. I'm helping somebody in here. Go to your brother, go to your sister and be reconciled with them. Do I have a witness here? I'm moving on, I'm moving on, number four. Don't use your pain as justification for hatred or sin. Don't use your pain as justification for hatred or sin. Paul writes in Ephesians 4 and 26, he says, Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither, neither give place to the devil. Don't use your pain as justification. Listen, church hurt can be real and the pain that results from it can be real as well. But you cannot use that pain as an excuse for you to do bad to somebody else. You, you, you can't throw a brick because somebody threw a brick at you. You, you can't cuss at them because they cussed at you. you. You can't be mean to them because they've been mean to you. Y'all ain't saying amen loud enough. Y'all think like, it look like y'all thinking about it. Y'all. I'm thinking about it, Reverend. Be angry and sin not. In other words, let don't let the wrong stir you to do something wrong. I'm moving, I'm moving. I got a few more points. What point is this? Four or five? Hmm? Yeah, y'all lost two. Okay. What point is See, they lost two. Let me just say the next point. What is it? This number five. Bless your heart. Number five, number five, number five, number five. Don't let your pain cause you to withdraw from the purpose of the church. Don't let your pain cause you to withdraw from the purpose of the church. I love this in Ephesians. Ephesians, Paul, Paul says about the church, he says, and he gave some apostles and he gave some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. Listen to that. Paul says, listen, that the Lord has given to the church all of these offices, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. And what he has given to the church, he has done so that the church may be edified. He's given these offices and given people to fill the offices so that the body of Christ would be built up. Listen to me. The church is still God's best plan for edifying his people. I'm going to say it again. The church is still God's best plan for edifying his people. 
And what that means is that when you've been hurt by the church, you cannot pull out from that which has been established to build you up. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Yes. Yes. God looked at the church and determined that in order for it to live up to and live out its intended purpose, that it needed to have people in it doing these things that would benefit the body, things that would grow the body, things that would develop the body, which suggests that the Lord ultimately is interested in all of us growing as disciples. He wants us to flourish, and he has given us the church in order to be the vehicle and vessel for our flourishing. Which means, in order for that to happen, you can't get mad. When things don't go your way. You can't leave. When people overlook you. You can't decide you're going to stay out. Because you didn't get a phone call. From the leadership. Yes we fail. Yes we falter. Sometimes quite frankly. We miss the mark. But don't let the failure of man, y'all ain't talking to me in here. Don't let the failures of man cause you to lose fellowship with God. Don't let our mistakes cause you to miss out on what God has for you. The church is bigger than us. And God's will for you is bigger than ours. Do I have a witness in here? I got two things left. Here it is. I'm going to hit the first, two, first of the two things. Here it is. Don't let the clay feet of others cause you to lose sight of the glory of Christ. Don't let the clay feet of others. In other words, when you see our undoneness. And I've, I've had to counsel a lot of people on this point right here. Because... Because quite frankly, and listen, listen, as a pastor, it is right. Let me say this out loud. Let me say it so you can hear it. As a pastor, it is right for congregants to expect more of their leadership. I'm going to say that again. It is right for you to look to your pastor and say, I want you to do better than me. I know you didn't want to hear that this morning. If you're going to lead, you ought to set an example. If you can't set an example, sit down. If you're going to lead, then you ought to be able to say to people, my feet are clay, but I promise you I'm going to do the best I can to give you an example that you can be proud of, an example that you can follow. And if you can't do that as leaders, go sit down somewhere. Good God Almighty. But watch this. While I say that, don't let the undoneness of your leaders cause you to lose sight of the unblemished Lamb of God. We are undone. We have faults. We have failures. There are parts about us that God is still working on. But while he's still working on us, keep your eyes on the author and the finisher 
of our faith. Do I have a witness here? Yes, yes, we might be your leaders, but never confuse your leaders with your lamb. Never confuse your pastor with your prophet. Never confuse who I am with who he is. And when you see me missing the mark, pray for me and then look to the Lord. When you see that I don't measure up, pray for me and say, Lord, help him, but I'm not going to leave you because of him. Here it is, and I'm through. Here it is, last one. Don't allow the poor choices of a few cause you to choose not to love the church. Don't allow the poor choices of a few cause you to choose not to love the church. I don't know about you, but I still love the church. I've been, I, I've been through a lot of churches. And I, I seen some good people, and I seen some messy people. You seen some too, evidently. But but I, I can tell you this: I still, I still love the church. Yet yeah, why why? Because I know that 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 even the messy folk, that that God called them that God placed them and that if I allow it even the messy folk can be a ministry for me what are you saying I'm saying can't be no perfect churches because if everything was perfect there'd be nobody to minister to if everybody was perfect, there'd be no point for ministry. But, but God has brought some, some cantankerous folk and some cliquish folk and some mean folk and some misguided folk and put them in the midst of us so that we could be sharpened by our... I'm through, I'm through, I'm through, I'm through, I'm through. But hear me, I still love the church. Yes, there are things that can happen in the church that can hurt you. But I choose to love the church. Because love, I read, covers. Uh, I see I got some Bible readers in here. Love covers a multitude of sin. I choose to love the church. Why? Because Paul said, I, I could speak with the tongues of angels. Uh, yeah, but if I don't have love. Y'all ain't talking to me. He said, he said, you can come into church and be as spiritual as you want to, but, but if you don't have love, you're just sounding brass and tinkling cymbal. Say you can have faith to move mountains, but if you don't have love, he said, you are nothing. He said, you can give all of your possessions to the poor. Give your body over to hardships that you may boast but he said if you don't have love yeah you don't have much of anything do I have a witness here he said because love is patient that means love don't give up on folk love is kind that means that love will offer forgiveness love does not envy that means love ain't jealous. 
love does not boast that means love is not proud love yet yeah, it says it does not dishonor others it it, it does not seek its own it, it is not easily angered it, it does not keep record of wrong and it said love does not delight in evil but rejoices in truth and I like how Paul ended his writing he said love yeah protects all things and endures all things and believes all things and hopes all things and, and then he said love I said love 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 never fails is there anybody here who can testify today that there have been some hurts in your life but thank God for love love reached down and saved me love reached down and raised me love reached down and turned me around is there anybody here who can celebrate love today the songwriter said love lifted me love lifted me when nothing else could help it was love love and that, that's 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 what the church is at the end of the day y'all at the end of the day that's all we got Jesus said this they will know that you are mine by your love not by how well you sing but by your love not by how many scriptures you can quote but by your love when folk have been crushed when hopes have been dashed and when hurt has been endured the good news this morning is that God restores there is a bond in Gilead that makes the wounded whole there is a bond in Gilead that heals sin-sick souls. And if you're here this morning, the good news is God restores you who have been broken, you who have endured hurt, you who have been disappointed by church life, church people, church ways church policies practices that got you caught in between and somehow you fell through the cracks I want to say to you this morning God restores wherever you are whoever you are whatever brokenness you've endured whatever bitterness has been in your heart there's a bomb and God restores and the good news this morning is that the church is the place of restoration if you're here this morning and you need that restoration of fellowship you need to come home to Christ you need to make the Lord Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior once and for all if you're here God restores the doors of the church are open you can come now God
blesses them. God restores. Hallelujah. Come now. Wherever you are, you come. God bless you. God restores. Yes, he does. You don't need to stay away any longer. God restores. God restores. Hallelujah. Yes. I know you've been hurt. I know you've been disappointed. But God restores. God restores. this morning I'm a living I'm a living testimony oh yes oh yes God restores God restores come on come on come on say it like you mean it God restores Well, she asked me what type of work I did, and I told her I was in childcare. She then asked me, she told me, she said, well, Tina, I have a building on campus I want you to have. And I'm sitting there, and I said, have? She said, yes, I have something I want you to have. But when she said that, I said, okay. She said, we've never had a childcare facility, so if you would, would you please consider opening one? Mama. When she told me that, 
um, the lease. She said, I'm going to give you the building, but of course the board said you have to charge something so your lease will be a dollar per year for the next 10 years. My God, my God, my God, my God. <laughs> and $2 a year for the next 10 years thereafter. My God. So how could you not take that? So I, I, I've been holding it for a long time, but I am thankful and I'm so grateful. My dad and I have been trying to get it going. We working on it. He had a contact that, um, that was a layman, as a matter of fact. Mm. And he said, because of who my dad was, and because I am a young black woman that's trying to do something, he gave me a price on, on doing the work on that building that was unbelievable. All I can say is, Lord, I'm grateful. My God, and my I'm God. thankful. And I ask the church to continue to pray for this journey. So that means I may have to relocate temporarily. But I, like I told Dr. Warren, I can't stay away from home long, but I'm coming. <laughs> so I'm thankful. And I appreciate you all. And Hallelujah. Faith. Faith back here is also a Stillmanite. She's also going to help me with it. She didn't know that until now. But <laughs> I'm truly grateful for that, but I know that she will. Hallelujah. Let the church say amen. Come on. Bless his name. Sister Magruder has a statement also. Amen. I think everybody probably know who I am. I'm Stephanie Ellis Magruder, the daughter of Ernest and Minnie Ellis. And I just need a whole lot of prayer. church in Fort Worth. <laughs> but I don't never feel like I'm at home until I'm here. <laughs> and then my parents, if you all know, you don't you don't hardly see them anymore here. And I'm gonna have to move back to Jackson. Cause I gotta see about my mama. And my daddy. And I just need, I need the church just to pray for me. Y'all know I don't have anything but some brothers. And they kind of hard-headed, so I'm going to have to come back over here and, and make them do right. God bless you. That's all I got to say. All right. All right. Thank you. All others are coming for prayer. And I'm going to ask that you take the hand of the person next to you. And let us pray together. Let us pray. Father God, we come now being thankful for this day. We're thankful, O oh Lord, for the opportunities that you've given us being able, O oh Lord, to leave and still carry you with us. Being able to return home, O oh Lord, and find you there also.
Father, we love you and we need you. And we ask, oh Lord, that you would go with us no matter where our destination is. We ask, oh Lord, that you would protect us as we travel, as we build up, oh Lord. We ask, oh Lord, that you would just stay with us because, Father, we know you as a provider. No matter our situation or circumstances, no matter our needs, oh Lord, you're there to provide whatever we need. So, Master, we just want to say thank you on this day. We ask, O oh Lord, that you would just look down on these, your servants, your children, each with their own circumstance, each with their own situation. Go with them, O oh Lord. Bless them as they travel, as they make the right decisions, as they go forward, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace. Oh, the children, please come down.